Welcome back, guys, in the year of 2021. Happy New Year's, everybody. It's January 2nd, 2021. January 1st. It's going to upload tomorrow, so it's January 2nd. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now you just ruined it, Yamo. I didn't ruin it. You ruined it, man. And, bro, it's been a while since we record. We haven't recorded since last year. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> okay, we got Guts and Yamo, no awesome for today, but let's, let's get started right here. So first thing, I'm going to ask you guys for your New, new Year's resolutions. Uh, Yamo, you got your New Year's res- resolution? New Year's resolution is just to get big. I'm, like, I walk into school, I'm already a stick. How can I be six foot and 130 pounds? I need to get some body mass <laughs> any, in any form. I don't. Yeah. I I haven't thought about this at all, like a New Year's resolution or anything. I'm just already perfect. Like it's hard to think of anything. Don't really have any shortcomings. Beat Yamo in the in the playoffs. That should be a New Year's resolution. Oh my gosh! Win a Super Bowl. Win a Super Bowl in the Madden League. <laughs> I feel like we need like weekly updates on like how the Madden League's going. Mm-hmm. But not this week. We can't forget about the week that we just did. Oh, I, I lost to Andrew. I don't know how, but I did. I don't want to. Let me it. just say this on here. Okay. I lost to Yamo by two points. He hit a field goal with 30 seconds left or whatever. But I started the game out terribly. I was down 16 to nothing, and he won 19 to 17 or something like that. So, okay. Congratulations, Yamo. You beat me. Twice no, this season. Not the season sweep. Twice this season. Then I have to play another game right after. I have to play Meyer in the next game. And I go down. I go down like – it was like 21-3, to 3, I think. I think it was 21-3. to 3. I made it 21-10, and then I have ball back again, and I'm driving, and I throw like a, a pick or something. So next time I get the ball back, I'm still down 21-10. Two-minute warning. I get the ball. He punt – like two-minute warning, and then he has to punt. I score one minute 20 left. He gets the ball. He throws for some reason. Interception, Luke Keekley, 20-yard line. I start my next possession. I just run into the end zone. He ran stretch like 30 times that game. So I was like, I'm going to run stretch for my game-winning touchdown. I am padding Tyreek Hill's stats to win the MVP this year. We know. Yeah, we know, we know. You got mad that Miles Sanders won MVP last year. Matt Breida. Matt Breida is number one right now. Tyreek Hill is number two. And that's, the then thing, Watson. that's the only thing that Andrew does. It's annoying, too. When I was playing as Andrew, the only thing he did was run the ball the whole entire time. You got smacked. Yeah, I got smacked. It was I bad. I seeing score updates at the bottom of my screen, like, and I was like, what is wrong with this thing? Primetime three, Andrew 20. Well, the thing is, I haven't played Matt. Like, before that, I haven't played Matt like, in over a week. So, I totally forgot what plays I run because I was and playing Matt in 21. And aside, like, this is not relevant to the Madden League. Ohio State up 21 to 14. Let's go Bucks. Go Buckeyes, baby. I, I, have, a, I have an update. I have a person who's updating me. Yeah, we got to keep um, – keep us – score along the, uh, And then my New Year's resolution is to lose weight, you know. Maybe lose 50 pounds by the end of the year. Maybe 100, you know. But, you know, 50 pounds, that's the goal. But what's the – since we, or we last recorded on Christmas Eve for Christmas Day podcast, but what's, your, what's the best thing you got for Christmas? Technically, I got the, the Xbox Series X for Christmas, but I also got this 
pair of shoes. Oh, hold up. Fire. 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 Guts. I'm trying to think what I got for Christmas. We didn't really do too much for Christmas. Um, I'm I'm gonna get a new uh, putter for my golf game. So we like they already told me that we're gonna get it. So, but I haven't gotten it yet. But I'm gonna get a new putter, which ho- hopefully I want three putt as much. Okay. Yeah. But the best thing I got for Christmas, I'm not wearing it now, but you know, a good old Vaughn Miller jersey. Sir. Yes, sir. And also, I can say the second best thing is the LeBron Lakers jersey. Oh my and, God. and then the Drew Locke jersey for third. But that's. I got that Penny Hardaway jersey, Manny. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I like that jersey. Yeah, no more jokes Penny? about Penny not having any Broncos jerseys as a Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. Got two right off the bat. So, Laker fan, where's your Laker jersey? That's a good question. Six or seven. Wilt jersey. <laughs> Thunder fan. LeBron jersey. Uh, okay. yes. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't have a Lakers jersey. This kid has a KD Warriors jersey, but not a uh, Lakers Curry, jersey. Actually. It's Curry? I thought it was oh, – yeah, it's Curry. I forgot about that. Yeah, then I, I also have a Ben Simmons jersey. Ugh. Oh, Ben Simmons made a three? I'm just going to tell you guys. Like, Ben Simmons made a three? You know, that's, or, how you know, that's how you know it was going to be a good game. This Sixers team, because I actually had to watch the whole game, because I had the under. I had to watch the whole game. This Sixers team looks so much better. And they're chucking threes. It's like modern-day basketball. I really like it. Mm-hmm. And Embiid, Embiid for MVP. Embiid. I remember I had that in my prediction for last year. I said for 2019, Embiid for MVP. And then, you know what happened. But let's get to some – Real topics right now, uh, bowl games. We saw some bowl games up. One bowl game I like the most, Oklahoma State being ranked number well, – what was Miami? Miami was ranked, ranked – I think they were – Ranked 18th. Yeah, yeah. Ranked 18th. What was, your, uh, what was your record to end the season? We was ranked 21st before that game. So, you know, we beat – Your record, your record. Or a record, 7-3. Oh, yeah, 7-3. Okay. 37-34 to 34 after having a huge lead. They had yeah, a big lead, Manny. That, that game did not look good at the end. It must not have. I didn't watch it, but I know I know. ended – it was like 21-10 to 10 or something. They only won 37-34. Uh-huh. Undefeated yeah. Coastal falls in their bowl game. That was sad. And also Cincinnati also falls in their game too by a field they goal. They put up a good fight versus – an SEC team in Georgia. That's really well, good. SEC teams are like losing, like, or not looking good. This bowl games. They lost to Oklahoma. Almost lost Cincinnati. Or lost to Oklahoma State. But they also won some big ones, like Oklahoma yeah. and Alabama. Destroyed Notre Dame. I think Cincinnati would have given Alabama a better game than Notre Dame did. Same. And oh, you saw with Wisconsin dropping their bowl trophy. Yeah. The Mayo prestigious bowl trophy. Mm-hmm. In all of them, Duke's Mayo. From now on, they should literally just make it like the Mayo on top, like they ended up doing. But, like, make it glass. That would be cool. It, I think it was glass. No, it was glass. But, like, you know how they put the Mayo thing on top at the end? Mm-hmm. Like, make the Mayo – like, don't actually have a bottle of Mayo on top. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, it was like the glass was, like, the bottle of Mayo, but glass. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm assuming that, but. And then what else we have? We got Texas being Colorado by a lot. Oh, wait. We already talked about Wisconsin. Some bowl games got canceled. Northwestern beat Auburn. I didn't watch the game, but the only thing that I saw was that Northwestern's coach won coach of the year, which is fair enough. For Northwestern to be number 14 in the country and win a big bowl game, mm-hmm. that's fine. And then Georgia came back and won today with mm-hmm. 14 nothing in the fourth quarter. So Cincinnati still deserve to be in the playoffs? I think they still deserve to be in the playoffs. But let's get into some NFL, Dwayne. Because – wait, 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 wait. But Cincinnati could have won this game – a lot of times. Like, if you actually watch the game, like, they had a lot of stupid things that they did with, uh, like, for example, like, the left tackle got the targeting call for no reason. They would have had, like, a shirt – like, a, I think they had to end up – no, no, they must have scored a touchdown on that drive still. But, like, they're, one of their really good left tackles gets ejected from the game for a stupid targeting for no reason. And they were up, of course, by 10 points, and they just let – Georgia get back into the game, so. Yeah. But one good thing about being in a bowl game against a team like Georgia, to get some more recruits coming in, get more – get some more – I was thinking this today. Mm-hmm. It would actually – it actually kind of hurts that Cincinnati went undefeated because, like, if I'm a recruit going to Cincinnati, I could be like, okay, so we can have an undefeated season and still not make the playoff. Maybe in a regular year where they would have played more than nine games, if they had gone like fourteen and zero, they could have made like the playoff. But I, that's something that I have to think about as a recruit. Like we can go undefeated and still not make the playoff. Yeah, yeah, things like that can happen. The quarterback but... also looked really good. He I, he's going to get drafted at some point. He'll be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But Dwayne the Train. Got released from the Washington football team. Uh, what was it? Before, was it was like the day of Christmas or day after Christmas. But here that I can tell that he had a terrible Christmas. But thoughts about that? You think he's going somewhere else, or you think he's a bus? What team wants Dwayne Haskins? Though I'm actually wondering. Panthers say they're interested. Yeah, I heard that also, but I don't. They, yeah, go on, Messi. I just – I don't know. I've never seen anything out of Dwayne Haskins that I would be like, yeah, I want this guy to lead my team. He was a legend at Ohio State. Not, uh, my, I mean, he broke, like, a lot of the Ohio State records. He didn't win the big one. But, mm-hmm. um, um, but like, didn't the Panthers sign Teddy Bridgewater to a long-term deal with a lot of money? And they had P.J. Walker, who's also not bad. Why are you going to bring in a guy like Dwayne Haskins who is being a clown off the field too, like with breaking the COVID-19 rules? Because mm-hmm. we thought – I thought when Dwayne Haskins this year he was going to have a good year because the coaches like the coaches liked him. The players liked him. He got named as a captain. So it was looking good for him. And then got the week one win over the Eagles. Looking good. And three mm-hmm. straight losses after that. Benched him. Instead of acting like a good team, he starts acting up in practice, start acting up in outside, outside of football. And then you see him with the COVID incident, took away his captain, 
couple of days after that. He gets in the game, plays really, really bad, mm-hmm. and then they say you're just not worth it to have on our football team anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what team would want With him. a team with so many controversies, it doesn't help the Washington football team to keep Dwayne Haskins doing all this stuff off the field. Look at how the football team are doing without, like, a real quarterback. I feel like they've had, like, four guys play this season. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith has been in and out. Dwayne Haskins started the season. Kyle Allen they had for a little while. And then they even had another guy play, like, a game recently. I forget. I don't even know his name. Yeah. You think they're going to make the playoffs uh, if they – I hope so. I want the Eagles to lose. I actually want the Eagles to lose. Because with a loss, depending on other results, we could be as high as pick number three in the draft. I don't I don't know if the, if the football team's going to make it. Because I really, sadly, like I know what Getcha said about the draft, I think the Eagles are probably going to win, which sucks because Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts wants to play for – to win, not just to – because none of them had that mentality. We need to get – I think guy. all of them. Players just don't think like that. So, I think they're going to play. They're going to win. And then it's Cowboys versus Giants. I think the winner of that would win the division. If I'm yeah. Not yeah. I think the Cowboys would most likely win that game too, which would be a shocker. No. Yeah, I really not. think – yeah, yeah. Cowboys – it's either Cowboys or football team. I don't see who's making it. Yeah. But Dwayne Haskins, I don't know what team else he can go go to. Like, what team will try to? No, there's nothing to like nothing to lose if you sign him. So, like you're, tra- you're not like you're not like the Sixers trading away Marco Foles for Jonathan Simmons in a second rounder. You think there's and, nothing to lose if you sign Dwayne Haskins? Nothing to lose. Like if he becomes good, he's good. If he comes back, you can just wave him. Yeah, I guess it's just about like. Is he a good locker room guy and stuff? Mm-hmm. Also, can he come in the game, like, if he's called upon and actually do something? Yeah. Because you got other teams that are also looking for QBs, but you got other teams that there's QBs coming in free agency next year, like Jameson Winston. And then you got people on the market, like Carson, like Carson right, Wentz. These guys are so much better than, than Dwayne Haskins. So I don't – I don't see him having an opportunity to get signed by a team, or if he gets signed by a team, he's not probably not going to play. I Unless- see him. I see him being like passed around, like um, Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. Yeah. I could see. I could see him that becoming him because Josh Rosen is where now. I think he got picked up by the 49ers. Back to squad. Okay. So, like, yeah, I feel went- bad. I feel bad for Josh Rosen because Josh Rosen never really got a chance. Never got a chance because we was on, he was on the Cardinals. They were just playing on the tank for Kyle Murray. Got on the Dolphins. They were just playing the tank. He didn't, he never even played. They just put Ryan Fitzpatrick over him, playing the tank for Tua. So I feel like he never just got a chance. And then what his stats like, I can tell he would throw a lot of interceptions if his O line's that bad because the Cardinals O line is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And the Dolphins, you know, I can assume that the Dolphins O line wasn't great that year too. So. I'm saying, and then the 49ers, you know, we don't know about we don't know about them. But if he gets a chance with the 49ers, that'd be nice. Yeah, a lot of quarterbacks only get one chance. Mm-hmm. And this, and he was signed on the Buccaneers too, so but they waived him. So, 
Like, just think about the guy, uh, Ben DiNucci. Remember when he was a thing? Mm-hmm. He, he got one chance in the NFL. He's probably never going to play ever again. That, that one week. I mean, he he was the third string. I don't see why he would ever be considered a starter anywhere. If unless. Yeah, but if he goes out and wins that game, he could build a career off of it. Just like being a back of it places. Like Travis Fulgham? Like, what's – he's no. falling off the map after two good weeks, three good weeks. It's like the same thing, though. Yeah, but at least, like, you win that one game over the Eagles, and then for, like, the rest of your years trying to get deals, you could be like, I've done it before. I've won games in the NFL. But, uh, honestly, the only reason he was, like, in that situation is because, like, Mike McCarthy met him in an elevator or something. Also, funny thing, me and Yama were talking about this yesterday, the Mike McCarthy watermelon smashing, where they're 2-0. and about that, Manny? I heard about that. Uh, Mike McCarthy – he has like he has like this thing that a, a comedian used to do. He would smash watermelons with the people in the locker room, and Demarcus uh, he brought in like two big watermelons, and Demarcus Lawrence smashed the one with Dalvin Cook's like head on it or like his name on it, and it was like he was like give me the he was like give me the sledgehammer, and then he, he just wrote, went ham on it. They wrote guys' names on it. like Dal. Here's Dalvin Cook written on a watermelon, and Demarcus Lawrence is like that's me. Uh. And they're two and zero when they do that. They should do it again this week. Yeah. But okay, so yeah, but Dwayne Hans is not going anywhere. But Juju's mom, you know how Juju started dancing. His mom got death threats at when he started dancing, and you know that's a little bit going too far. You guys thoughts about that? Way too far. I yeah, saw something earlier on my friend's story. Apparently, he gave like. A lot of like a big portion of money to uh, what was it? It was like, mm, I don't know, it was like kids' Christmas gifts somewhere, like kids yeah. in need Christmas gifts, probably like somewhere like somewhere in Pittsburgh or something. Yeah, yeah, I, that like his mom doesn't deserve to be getting death threats for him right. dancing. Yeah, dance. yeah. He doesn't deserve to be getting death threats for dancing. Yeah, it's just for fun, like, yeah. I know, it's disrespectful, but it's just for fun. It's like what T.O. did, though. Mm-hmm. Was, he, was he getting death threats? No. Exactly. Well, I forgot. What team? A team yeah, was a real savage. T.O. did it in the game while they were all there. Not just, like, before the game, while just the kickers and punters are out warming up. Yeah. T.O. T.O. is bossy. <laughs> I know uh, it was – I know uh, Juju was trying to do it against the Cowboys during the game, but the Cowboys prevented it from doing it because they all, everybody, the whole entire team is surrounding the star and it's took Juju to walk away. But I know a different team did dance on the logo during the game. I forgot what team it was, but I saw it on TikTok. They started celebrating on the logo. It was, it was definitely a really bad team. It I was, don't remember seeing it. Yeah, but I got I to look that up later. But speaking of the Steelers, Mason Rudolph is starting, and he's playing the Browns. Is this a uh, story because he went to Oklahoma State? <laughs> Mason Rudolph versus Miles Garrett, part two. Oh, I forgot about that storyline. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing's going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. It's, you it's, think if Miles Garrett gets a sack, he's not going to show it off a little bit? Oh, oh, no, he will. It'll be – he'll get up and he'll run to the end zone, like, like when they get one interception off like a – a bad throw, and they all run to the end zone. They all just go. You don't think Mason Rudolph's gonna have a big game? No, no, no. So you think the Browns are gonna win this game? 
Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a lock. That if you need a betting lock. Yeah, yeah but now the Browns are favorites. Everything you own on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Okay. Everything you own. Okay. So, you know, last game of the regular season. I'm pretty sure it's Sunday. If not, it's Monday. But, you know, some players are old. Phil Rivers said himself, if they don't win, he's retiring because they won't be in the playoffs. So, who thinks who else is retiring after Sunday? Jason Peters. He should. <laughs> um, Jason Peters is going to play until they stop cutting the check. The Philadelphia Eagles, that's the only place he wants to play. They're too sentimental, I think. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Frank uh, Gore. Yeah, Frank Gore. I saw a TikTok on the I, I feel like he has 10 more years left from him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> until he gets the all-time rushing record. Can Brady, I saw a TikTok. Can Brady just retire already, please? Nope. Nice. Uh, Brady just broke the Bucks franchise record in passing touchdowns in the oh first season there. Yeah, the Bucks. The, the Bucks. Bucks. They haven't made the playoffs since 2007. The record set by famous Jameis last year, I think. Oh, 5,000 passing yards? No. No, no touchdowns. Oh, touchdown. oh, 30 touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know if he has them in yards. 30, 30 for 30, Mr. 30, 30 for 30. 30. I think Tom Brady probably just put up a season that's better than any Philip Rivers has probably had in his career. So. Uh -huh. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you think – I saw this on TikTok. You think Deshaun Jackson's going to retire after this season? I hope so. I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to get one more. Hopefully one more. not here. Jason Winton? He's trash. Jason Winton's gone. Yeah, Jason Winton's going to retire. He better. Oh, it's because he was so bad in the commentary booth that he came back to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Like, I really did not like seeing him on TV. On the other hand, Tony Romo is, like, one of my favorite broadcasters. He's good. He is the best broadcaster. Best NFL broadcaster. Yeah, him and – Jim Nance, Jim Nance, obviously already a legend. Yeah, and then you, uh, Drew Brees is definitely retiring after this season. Which He's, is, what is so crazy is how much knowledge Tony Romo shows on the broadcast for such an average quarterback. How so? You think Drew Brees is retiring, or did he say it? Well, I think he's going to retire. I think he said one more season. But here he's. He, already, he said that last year, too. It's he so said, hard to hang him up. Especially sign, he signed one year contract and said, Oh, I'm going to give him one more season. If, if, if it wasn't for Drew Brees signing for one more year, Tom Brady would have went to the Saints. That's a bad look. I don't know if he would have done that. No, he said, Tom Brady said himself. Oh, really? Oh, God. Yeah. Tom Brady said, If Drew Brees didn't, went back, didn't retire, uh, if Drew Brees retired, he would have went to the Saints. And I wouldn't have thought that at all. Then. I mean, it's the most talented team he could have gone to, but, like, mm -hmm. just doesn't seem right. No, that's messed up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they, if Drew Brees does retire, they have the future of uh, Tyson Hill, so. No, I don't, think, I don't think Drew Brees is going to retire because Tom Brady and Drew Brees are one and two in passing yards, and they can literally flip-flop at any time. Right. Right. At any time. I think they're going to make that a competition. and then mm -hmm. Who's going to retire first? Yeah, exactly. Passing touchdowns, too. When the first one retires, the other one's going to retire. They're going to retire the same season. Drew Brees is coming back. Mm -hmm. Anybody else I'm missing? Or 
probably probably about Adrian this. Pearson. Forgot about him. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, they don't. The line, uh, the lines don't need him. Yeah, but that pretty much says. But let's get over to some basketball. Warriors are struggling. Their replacements for Clay, Andrew Wiggins, and Kelly Olynyk. You know, Kelly Olynyk missed his first forty jump shots in the season. He didn't make a jump shot until the until he played the Bulls. Kelly Olynyk. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kelly Oubre Jr. Kelly Oubre Jr. I've been saying that. All, I've been saying that all day long. Getting the names mixed up. So Kelly Oubre yeah. Jr. missed his first forty jump shots in the fir- in his first couple of games. As a warrior, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. But you know, Andrew Wiggins is struggling. Doesn't help most people's prediction of him being a breakout player. Mm, yeah, that's a... yeah, who had had him as a breakout player? I think I probably did. I think I did. And, and someone had Kelly Ray Jr. too. So, yeah, but you guys think this might be a sign the Warriors might not make the playoffs again? Or you think they will overcome this? I think they'll overcome it. Gets. Sorry, I just got text. Um, the topic was the Warriors' poor start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I predicted them to be second in the division, so obviously I have some faith in them. I think their starting lineup is good enough. Second in the division with when they got the Suns, Clippers, and Lakers. In the conference, I mean, oh. I said second in the conference. Division is even, it's even looking sketch. Mm-hmm. I think Perfect. they just lack depth. They definitely just lack depth because if mm-hmm. you look at the names on the bench, these guys are nobodies. Like when you have Brad Wanamaker playing 19 minutes a game and Michael Mulder playing 18 minutes a game, like who are these guys? Okay. And then one person I haven't heard in a while who was like considered as a rookie of the year. Candidate last year, Eric Paschal. Yeah, I haven't heard his name in a while. Is he even playing or is he injured? Yeah, he's playing. He's I just playing. looked at one of the games. At least he had 25 minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, this year he's averaging – I have a score. Nine, up. He averaged nine points a game this year. I have a score update. Ohio State up 28 to 14. I saw that. I was going to say it. Justin yes. Fields is hurt, though. Really? Yep. No. Like or take another year of college. I'll see you next year, Justin Fields, potentially. But, you know, Eric Pascal is struggling this year. A, a role player who was key last year, maybe just him getting a lot of minutes when Steph Curry was out, but not, not looking good for the role players on the team. And when they start a guy named Juwan Tasakano Anderson, who only played, this guy only played three minutes in his whole entire college Basketball career, so. But, yeah. but four games, two and two, I think it's a little too early to overreact. Yeah. But the two wins are over against the Pistons and the Bulls, and both game was at least you gotta ten, win the game there, close. Don't you? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Andrew Wiggins had a good game against the Pistons, plus the Pistons, but James Wiseman. Rookie of the year so far, looking like. Mm-hmm. I mean, not LaMelo Ball. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, LaMelo Ball did good last night. Well, not last night. Tuesday. Was it? Yeah, it was Tuesday. Pull up the score. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. 
Justin Fields got uh got hurt on a targeting. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, Mel Ball dropped twenty two points last night against a win over the Mavericks. Mavericks are one and three. But speaking about struggling teams, teams that we had high hopes for, especially me, the Wizards. The Wizards. I did not have high hopes. I mean, I had like bottom of the conference for the Wizards. Yeah, that's what that's what I was saying. I'm not saying. I'm saying a not sleeper. bottom of the conference. Bottom of the teams that make it in the playoffs. I was yeah, I was, I was saying that we were gonna make a six seed, upset the Sixers first round, but it's not looking like that at all. I don't think I said them to make the playoffs. Oh and five. Oh and five, and you see Bradley Beal just drops, fumble the ball in the air while going up for a layup. No, no one touched the ball. He just drops the ball in the air. Oh, good news. They're up by 15. Looks like they could get their first one in the season today. Really? The Wizards? Yeah. And then, you know. But, you know, one thing I like the most, Russell Westbrook. He's going on, he's going on Instagram saying that, oh, it's, this is a bad start for us, but we need to get together and work on our problems. Like, Russell Westbrook is being a team leader. Someone, someone on the Rockets who's clearly not a team leader. I'm not saying any names, but, you know. Spend more time in the clubs. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook is a born leader. I like I like him. Yeah. yeah I and then. Go for it. Go my bad. And I love seeing the, the whole tire views about Russell Westbrook flip. When he, got, when he was, like, on the Thunder, a couple last years on the Thunder, and when he was on the Rockets, how he keep on saying over, overrated, overrated. Now people are now saying he's overhated now. I'm saying, like, yeah. the views of Russell Westbrook is switched now. Yeah, it's crazy how that works. Okay. I was saying, the um, the Jazz are up twelve on the Clippers. Gets, and I said this morning, I said this morning the Jazz are gonna win. Good looks. Just just want to put that out there. The underdog Jazz, I said was a lock. That is a good okay. look. You also said another game though. How's that one? Warriors beat the Blazers tonight. Wow. Oh. You had locks today, and I just. Didn't listen. No, wait, no. That they're playing tonight. That's what my other lock. Oh, oh, oh okay. I'm saying, but Jazz, but Jazz was right, or Jazz is looking good. Not also if just for the NBA season right now. I don't want to get too much into like calling kids busts already after like four or five games. I don't think that's a good idea ever. Yeah. Well, who are you calling a bust? Well, I was just looking through some war, some Wizards. Box scores, and I saw Denny. Ab- oh yeah, yeah. Not doing too hot. Well, he's not like the main ball handler, main scorer on the team anyway, so don't expect him. And I, I don't really expect any rookies this year to be doing good. Yeah, they have a tough situation. Yeah, not having a training camp, not ha- not having a summer league, not having that much games in preseasons too. So, only being with the team for a month and a half. Yeah, it's not. Better chemistry. Mm-hmm. But surprising players so far? You guys got any surprising players? I'll tell you mine later, but surprising players? Uh, haven't been really following the NBA this season so far. I got, uh, can I take a look real quick, actually? Mm-hmm. Gets? Surprising player. Um, I mean, I've really – just been watching the Sixers. I mean, those are the few of the. I don't really watch NBA regular season or 
keep up too close with the NBA regular season. Um, Hawks beat Brooklyn. But those guys are expected to do well, at least here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, Manny, who would you say? Go ahead. I'll say Darius Garland. He was doing. He been doing. Oh yeah, well. coming from the number one Darius Garland hater, the guy who already had him dead and buried as a bust. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I was in, you know, Austin. Austin. I was in the part where Austin Austin was going on about how I was saying Darius Garland's a bust and how he's terrible and how the Sixers were never not Sixers the Cash were never drafted him, and he's proved me wrong, averaging 19 points a game, 7.2 assists. And the Colin Sexton and Darius Garland duo is looking great for them because Colin Sexton, he's on my fancy basketball team. No. Doing nice for me. Colin Sexton's averaging. Look this up. Colin Sexton's averaging 25 points for me. Well, he's averaging 25 points in real life, but for fancy, he's averaging like 30 for me. Points per game. Right. I, got, I got three guys now. I just looked. 25 points per game. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the Cavs are 3-1. and one. Their first loss yeah. was against the Knicks. Which is like a slip up to that team after starting. Mm-hmm. But Julius Randle. I was going to say him. That was my first. That was mm-hmm. my first guy. Julius Randle this year is averaging 23 points, 10 boards, 7 assists. Uh, my second one, Jokic, 24.5 points, 11.5 boards, 13.5 assists on 63% shooting. Uh Embiid also, hate that he doesn't have endurance, 26.5 points, 12.3 boards, 2.5 assists, a steal almost, and a half, a one and a half blocks. Yeah, it's not always necessarily guys who are, like, from, like, bust level to, like, good. It's if, like, Joel Embiid can make the next step to being, like, an MVP candidate. That's also surprising. Yeah. Well, going back to Darius Garland, I heard – you know, I said this before the podcast. Her a nice girl nickname for the duo. You know, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Sexland. Why? <laughs> Why? I didn't say it. It was Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. said it himself. That's the new nickname for the two duo. Larry Nance Jr. is a weirdo now in my books. He was always a weirdo. Like, you could just see from, like, the way that he dunked, like, the big one hand up here. <laughs> Looked like his dad who played in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know if that's going to catch him, by the Christian, way. Christian Wood, averaging 25 points a game, nine boards, 2.3 assists for the Rockets. My word. Now, let me keep on scrolling through. John Moran took a huge step this year, averaging 26 points, 6.3 assists, 2.3 boards. Last year he averaged uh, last year he averaged 17 points a game. So that shows how big of a step he came from a rookie to a superstar player in the NBA. And then Jeremy Grant, former Sixers, former Thunder, former Nuggets. Averaging 22 points for the Pistons. Oh, that's just the Pistons just feeding him the ball, but averaging 22 points for the Pistons. That's another surprising player right now. And my favorite player to say on this list, Markel Fultz. This would have been better if we recorded before the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the Sixers game, 
Actually, you know what? It's fair enough. Ben Simmons was locking him up the whole game. Yeah. He's a Simmons has been, been a defensive beast. But the Sixers, all the Sixers games I want, I watch, he's been doing great. They ben Simmons has been doing great. They showed him what, uh, who the better point guard was in the, in the draft. In the, in the two drafts, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Who's the better of the two? Ben Simmons or Markel Fultz? And who do we stick with? Ben Simmons. The better of the two. But right now, Marco Fultz is out. Before before the Sixers game, he was averaging like twenty points. But now he's averaging sixteen points. But sucks. he sucks. But no, he started. No, he started no. off the season. He started off the season fifteen points on the on the Heat, twenty one on Russell Westbrook and the Washington Wizards, twenty six on Russell Westbrook and the Washington Wizards, and then he started off slow and with the Thunder with eleven points and ten assists. But that's a decent game, but then nine points against the Sixers. It's not looking good. Danny, that's not that's not looking like 185 bucks. Yeah. It, it's going to look like it soon. <laughs> Trust the process. He needs to kick it into a higher gear. Yeah. He is shooting the ball, but he's not making the shots. That's the problem. But now he, he plays the Thunder next, so hopefully he has a good game against my boy Shea and Lou Dort. Lou Dort! Almost forgot about him! Almost forgot about him. The He's averaging. Man, almost forgot about his his player. Almost forgot about Lou Dort. Lou Dort is currently averaging sixteen points a game, three boards, one assist. One, I think one game he. Oh, let me check recent games. Recent one game he dropped twenty six on the Jazz in a one point loss. But it. Thunder are currently one and three right now. You gotta tank harder than that. No, like it doesn't matter. Like we have all the draft picks. We can win. We can lose. It doesn't matter because we're just gonna trade for more. The these... draft is literally gonna look like our Madden League draft, where like what, all Andrew the picks or like a user, mm-hmm. and it's just gonna be the Thunder after the Thunder after the Thunder. <laughs> oh, Thunder up on the clock. The Thunder up on the clock. The Thunder up on the clock. I'm just saying, and also we do do good. We do do good on the draft. So, with you know players like Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden. Yeah. Problem is, we just gotta keep them. Those are some old glories, though. You know how long those drafts have been ago? Yeah. Now, I, like, honestly, we haven't been doing good in drafts recently years too, because we got players we're taking like Darius Baisley. Too soon to say so, but Terrence Ferguson, for example, guy. On, Terrence Ferguson on the Sixers. He's on the Sixers now. Bro, I had so high hopes on him because he was like, oh, Paul George was hyping him up so much. He was like, oh, he's literally looking like next to me. And he was, and you can see Terrence Ferguson all in the Gary commercials with Paul George. Yeah, those guys weren't even like crazy high draft picks, though, because you guys for a long time thought that you could still compete and you were kind of stuck in the middle. Because mm-hmm. we were like the 21st draft pick, 20th draft pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like in the NBA draft, once you get past the top few guys, then you really got to find a diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. And then the Darius Baisley. I, I, said, I, said this, <clears throat> I said this myself and my mock draft. I said I wanted Brandon Clark, but decided, they decided to trade that pick, which became Brandon Clark, for a pick lower, and then they drafted Darius Baisley out. He didn't came. He didn't go to a college. He went. He was an intern for Under Armour. 
But it's two students. It's two students, huh? I think it was New Balance. It doesn't matter anyway, but that is just such a silly, mm-hmm. like, way to spend your gap year between high school. And, and we had a chance to take Brandon Clark. Yeah. And I'll, I'm not sure about this new guy here. I can't pronounce his name, but <laughs> but Theo Mallon is looking. I feel like he's going to be doing good. He's going to do, he's going to do good for the Thunder in the future. But the new guy, don't like him. Have some crazy TV package if you're able to watch the Oklahoma City Thunder night in night out. Well, you know, summer league games are free for the was free for the week. So not summer league. Not summer league. Some NBA league oh. pass. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, or t- or never see the Thunder on national television probably this year. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at box scores now for the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay. G League, G League is thinking about having a bubble. You guys thoughts about this? That's fine. I don't really, I don't really keep up with the G League anyway. Well, I'm gonna try to keep up with the G League because remember they're having their yeah, that's what I'm wondering about. This mm-hmm. team, because the NBA G League Ignite—that's what they're doing. I'm not sure how it works, but well, yeah. But like, what is this about? You're just gonna have one stacked team versus all the rest. I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. I'm not. I don't know why they're doing that, but that was. I got an option out of college. Uh-huh. At least make it a good option. Uh-huh. Let me look this up real quick, but. So, G League Ignite is a development basketball team for the NBA G League. They oh they they just play against G League. There's they're a team that play against G League teams. Yeah, I know that. That's, but that's the same as all the other teams. Like uh-huh. they just go and win the G League championship. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, Brennan Ashley, Bobby Brown, Cody Dems, Jalen Green, Reggie Hearn, Amir Jaylen Johnson. Green. Jalen Green was supposed to be a top draft pick. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amir Johnson, Jonathan, can't pronounce that last name. Deshaun Nix, Prince Powell Singh, Kai Sato, and Isaiah Todd. Isaiah Todd and Jalen Green sound very familiar. I know Jalen Green's supposed to be like. So, one yeah. Of the mm-hmm. So, these, so the team's looking like. NBA vets, NBA free agents, uh, NBA prospects, all in the same squad. So that's what bases are doing right there. Because there is one, two, three, four, five, six, six NBA prospects on the team. So I'm pretty sure, and their coach is Brian Shaw. So I think they're just basically playing against our G League teams. Um, did he play yet? Let me check this out. Well, if you're saying that they're playing to do a bubble, then they probably haven't played yet. Oh, yeah. They, oh, they won. They lost to a different team. They lost? Yeah, they lost in their – they lost, but they're, they're, uh, Jonathan something dropped 22 points. And Jalen Green dropped 26. Oh, yeah. Jalen mm-hmm. Green's good. Mm-hmm. But Kate Kenyon's better. But let's get 
on to the next topic. Other poor junior. My nice little conspiracy theories. Other poor junior related to Will Chamberlain. Your thoughts about this? Before I go into detail, resemblance is uncanny. If you could get like a side by side shot, that'd be helpful. The resemblance is uncanny. And you I need know, to hear with, more about this. what'd you say, Micey? I need to hear more about this to believe. I yeah, you need some evidence like Will Chamberlain was in this town on this night. But look at that, dude. Mm-hmm. You, you always can watch YouTube videos about this, but this is my basically details based off of those YouTube videos. I don't have the whole entire detail. Old, but old father. That's a like how how what's the age difference? Now we're thinking that there's another generation in between there. Okay, so Will Chamberlain said himself that he slept with over ten thousand women. Yes. Across his whole entire life. One of those women got pregnant. Pregnant was either Olive Porter Jr.'s father or Olive Porter Jr.'s mother. Their parents are both his parents are both tall, so no. you can see the genetics. Ohio State is up thirty five to fourteen going into half. Yo. Okay. Fields is in, but he's hurt bad. He's like limping around. Oh, twenty thousand women. So Olive okay. Porter Will Chamberlain claimed that he slept with twenty thousand women. One of those mo- one of those women can be can be the great grand great great grandmother of Olive Point Jr. And we just don't know. No, just the grandmother. Honestly, that's the that's just the age gap that you need. Just mm-hmm. the grandmother. Because mm-hmm. what, what, what Will played like the same time as Bill Russell or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, maybe another generation in between there. Maybe great grandmother. But I'm just saying, well, they can be a really good doppelganger or they can be related. Here's like another side-by-side comparison too. But you guys think Will Chamberlain and Olive Point Jr. can be related? We just have to see somewhere along the, the Otto Porter lineage if there's like one of his parents or one of his parents' parents doesn't know like or, or has like Came from like a single mother or something. Yeah. Where um, Will Chamberlain could have stepped in. Yeah. But next thing, this topic can get a lot of hate. I spelled underrated wrong. <laughs> Two hours. I saw a TikTok of a lady that said the WNBA. The champions that came out of the bubble in the WNBA could have beaten half the teams in the NBA bubble. Like, that's just delusional. We can talk about if the WNBA is underrated, but just admit mm-hmm. that they would get smoked by any, like a D1 college basketball team, not even the big ones you're thinking about, like middle of the pack. I wonder what they could be. Maybe, yeah, probably. I feel like they can beat a college team, but not NBA team. But- a D one, but not a not like a D one that makes it into the tournament. Yeah, yeah, not like a team like Kentucky and Duke and something. Yeah, like that. if they could yeah. be Duke, I would. I don't know. <laughs> like we gotta have a scrimmage. We gotta have a scrimmage like that. I remember when they had the Duke Big Three, and um, they oh. were could Duke beat Cleveland? Remember when they had Kentucky, the Kentucky team with Carfin Towns, Tyus Jones? Well, wait, no, it wasn't Tyus Jones. Yeah. Carfin Towns. Devin Booker. Uh, Devin Booker. Who Power else? Power forward. What's his name? Uh, Timberwolves played for the Timberwolves for a while. 
Um, totally uh, forgot his name. But I know Devin Booker and uh, who Devin Booker and Carvey Towns was on the same team. There was like four other good players on the team. There was like six good players on the Kentucky team. And there was like, oh, can this team beat the Charlotte Hornets? And they lost to big Jaleel Okafor in the championship. No, or did they lose to Frank the Tank in the round of four? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, and, the and that's how Jaleel Okafor went. His stats, uh, his projected projected went up too. So then you know, Sixers took him. But um, let's go back to this. The WNBA is the WNBA underrated. Just one thing, real quick. When people were saying stuff like, could this Kentucky team beat, like, this bad NBA team, the thing is that Kentucky team had, like, like four NBA players. Mm-hmm. The NBA team has 13 NBA players. So it's just a different level. Especially, like, the Duke team. The Duke team had three NBA players. The NBA team is full of NBA players that were all the best guys at their, high, at their college, probably. Yeah, they have four, but, yeah. Yeah, whatever. But is WBA underrated? So a lot of people saying that WBA is, you know, well, a lot of people on TikTok and Twitter saying WBA is underrated, how WBA should get more money. Comparison like this Solomon Hill salary versus the entire WNBA salary right there. Solomon Hill's getting paid $13 million. This was in when he's on. This was 2019, so Solomon Hill getting paid 13 million. Tired NBA, tired WBA is getting paid 11 million, and a lot of people, a lot of people are getting mad about that. But if you look at the revenue, that the NBA is pulling in 8.3 billion dollars. WBA is only getting pulled in 60 million. 60 yeah. million is like Steph Curry, Steph Curry owns more money than the WBA. Yeah, um, I think the NBA actually pays to keep the WNBA yeah, alive. Yeah, that's what I was about to talk about. Yeah. This is uh, – so the NBA literally financially supports the WNBA. The, the, the WNBA is not able to support itself. During the mid-2000s, the NBA spent more than $10 million per year to keep the WNBA financially solvent. And to, in 2007, teams were estimated to be losing $1.5 million to $2 million a year. The league has begun to do financially better in recent years. In December 2010, uh, someone said that the league had its first ever cash flow positive team, the Connecticut Suns, for 2010. And eventually, teams and teams and teams started becoming more positive. Right now, in 2013, six of the 12 teams currently at that time are now positive, while there's other six more teams. I'm not sure about now, but... The w- just showing that the NBA has to support the WBA. And people are wondering, like, oh, why can't WBA just pull in more money? Oh, yeah, this is another proof of it, too. But why the WBA can't support more money? Well, let me show you some game plan, some game plan, play from it. If this likes to load. Okay, some game play. Yeah, I'll just say something while this is running. Like, they just uh, they just don't get as many viewers, um, because 
like if you're gonna watch basketball, you're gonna watch want to watch the best. I, I do I do have respect for w, for women's basketball though because it's a lot more about fundamentals. Mm-hmm. But this clip is not highlighting that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it does happen sometimes. Yeah, this also happens in the NBA, but not as much. Like yeah. if you're tuning in the season basketball, you like, like that. And especially when the WBA season was going on, the NBA season was also going on. So they can't really get views during the same during the during this this year because like people where I watched the NBA in the bubble and the WBA in the bubble. Yeah, usually they're all upset, right? Yeah. One like the WBA plays in the summertime, NBA plays winter. I think the good thing time. for them is to keep franchises in places that don't have NBA teams already. Yeah. Like Seattle. So I, that's why I don't think the NBA should put a franchise. What there. like what am I watching right now? Sorry, but <laughs> the last time I saw someone hit a backboard, like the side of a backboard, besides playoff P, <laughs> like I can I can tell you the last like time. Like me at the YMZA. Yeah. But yeah, so if you're tuning into a game, you probably don't want to see that happening. I like how it says extreme WNBA game recap. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go to the next slide. And then when you got WBA players doing this, for example, Andre Iguodala came out saying, Washington WBA game, number 23 from the Mystics is nice. And then Ariel Powers, who was number 23, said, put some respect on my name or keep this tweet to yourself. And then she goes on later saying, we deal with disrespect on the daily. So for someone like you, Andre, to tweet that off the same device you could have look me up on look me up is unacceptable. Mind com mind you the commentator said my name would have been the same if I was a guy and look at the pick. I didn't forget it. I didn't forget. I say what I said. And then That's very lazy from a good dollar to not look that up. It's not looking good, but but you can also say the same thing when Jamal Adams said this about former Oklahoma player, uh, saying, Ken Mur- saying to Ken Murray, number nine, I like how you play football, talking about Oklahoma Ken Murray, who's now in the Chargers. And Ken Murray just goes out, appreciate it, bro. You can, say, you, can say, you can say the same thing about Ken Murray and Jamal Adams, but when J- Andre Iguodala says, said the same things about a WBA player, see how double standards goes into place. Yeah, I think the thing is that, like, Jamal Adams is, like, an all-pro and he's talking to a college kid. So, like, the college kid is obviously seen as, like, a step below, whereas, like, the NBA and WNBA are supposed to be, uh, like, on equal playing field, just different between the two genders. But then she goes on liking a post from TMZ that's false, saying that, this false report saying that NBA star Andre Iguodala said, I don't want my daughter playing basketball and becoming a lesbian, which is false because this is her, this is his wife, his wife who is divorced now, wants hit, wants child support and doesn't want her daughter to play in the WBA. And because she's a genius and she has a 151 IQ and also reading Harry Potter books. So liking a false report like that doesn't really help. Adrian Powell's, but you guys said that, you know, NBA and WNBA are supposed to be on the same level. But then you also got oh, the famous clip. Jokes. This was jokes. I remember that. 
Can you guys hear this? Oh, wait. Can yeah, you guys yeah. hear this? Yeah. I like the confidence, BG, but I don't know if that's going to happen. She <laughs> says you'd be no better than the third best host player on the men's team. <laughs> that's generous. That's the fuel, fuel this. I mean, I'm better, but. Um, and I know that that kind of gives that on, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, little man. But I would like to see that. I would pay to see Oh, that. man, you're shorter than him. Front row, though. I got to be front row. How money's on BG? I got cars on that There's no referee. I'm going to go. This is Brittany Griner's head coach, by the way. And I'm going to sell my house, and I'm going to put all my money on DeMarcus Cousins. He did clarify with no ref. Uh-huh. But she weighs 205 pounds, apparently. And you're trying, and they, they, DeMarcus Cousins was nice and said she would be the third best player on the, in the post on the men's team. Uh-huh. At 205 pounds, you're going to get bullied down there. It's just, it's, n- it's not the same. And like, I'm glad she's confident in her ability. Brittany Griner's good at what she does uh, for, on the women's side. Yeah, and then you got another example of the WNBA, well, WNBA disrespecting NBA players. You got when Dallas Mavericks rookie of the year, former rookie of the year, Luka Doncic was holding up uh, also rookie of the year player. Can't pronounce that last name, but number twenty four, the Dallas Wings. And then you got rookie of recognized rookie, but you got a WNBA Twitter page saying says a guy who hasn't been to a WNBA game all season, but got sent a jersey recorder script video, which is probably true, but you didn't really have to say it. Yeah, you didn't really have to say that. Yeah. He's out there trying to support also Dallas Dallas basketball player, but Mm -hmm. and then this happens on the jump on ESPN. Oh, Can you guys hear this? Yeah, I'm hearing it. I'm listening. Just okay. quiet. I got a question, and this is not a shot at when basketball. Well, good, because you're going to be in the Whoa, no. <laughs> I had this talk. <laughs> I think me and Rebecca Lobo had this talk uh, during the Hall of Fame, and I, and I was talking about um, doing something that gets, you know, not your average fans, people that don't watch WNBA basketball, what can we do to get those fans to tune in? And I was like, why can't we lower the goal to at least nine, nine and a half feet? Because I think for somebody that don't watch WNBA basketball, to have women dunking on other women would definitely bring more excitement to that game and have, you know, those guys that, don't watch WMA basketball, tune in, and you get more fans that way. What do you think about that? I mean, my, my thought on it is, you know, I've been playing basketball on a 10-foot hoop my whole life. So to move it to nine and a half, it's going to take a long time to get used to that. And then also, like, we're only playing basketball to dunk. Like, I'm not sure. No, you playing. Like, you, know, I'm on, you just want to see me dunk at somebody? Like, I, would, I don't know. I, I, the skill level is off the charts in, in women's basketball. Right. But I think as far as bringing the entertainment. Yeah, I understand that. That element, I, I think, you know, 
you're, you're getting more fit. By the way, Brian, Brian's adapting the T-Max sipping tea from the other day. <laughs> he just sitting there. So here's another video of <clears throat> Tracy McGrady saying that, giving a suggestion, not trying to put on disrespect in the NBA players about them not dunking. Only 13 players ever in the NBA to dunk, but giving disrespect, uh, not saying disrespect, saying, oh, maybe the Lord of Rams. Then the, uh, Brenna Stewart made a great point about oh, how they've been playing on a 10-foot rim their whole entire life. But then brought on saying, ma making it more hostile, saying that, oh, you're only watching basketball to see a dunk. It's not, you only don't have to – well, I'm just – and he was just saying how people who never saw basketball probably want to see someone dunk and not just see layups or miss layups and miss mid-range and miss three-pointers. You guys thoughts about that one? I don't know if that would work because, like I said, like the WNBA, like just game is just um, a lot more about fundamentals in a way. And like the men's game is a lot more about athleticism, I feel like. So, yeah. Also, yeah, it's a different game once you put it at nine and a half. Yeah. So, and then you got. I'm elite once you put my, my backyard hoop down to seven and a half. Then I'm elite. But then you got people are assuming that, you know, WNBA players are assuming that, oh, they don't get that enough views because it's because men's are not watching the game. But you see right here, men are watching the watching WNBA games more than females. So it might not be the guy's fault. It might be just the girl's fault who's just not watching. And then that shows the reason why the WNBA, WNBA should bring in more viewership from reaching out to uh, younger females across the world to get them more interested in the game because most most female basketball players don't even go in the WBA after college. They just go overseas and get more money that most WBA players even do. So if you get attract more viewerships or attract more fans from the younger audience instead of bashing all the other play other leagues and stuff, because you I'm pretty sure like was I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure how the, when the NBA started out, they weren't a big league getting for, financed by another league. They had to start out from the bottom. And then they try to track viewership from overseas, from young players, from college players. And that's how the NBA is at where they're at. I'm saying the NBA need to bring in more fans from younger, from overseas and from younger players too to become a successful league like the NBA, bring in more revenue. And with, if the NBA can get a player that can – be the face of the friend, face of the league, like they, like the NBA had a Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, then a Michael Jordan, and then a Kobe Bryant, and Shaquille O'Neal, and then you got LeBron James, and now maybe Giannis. Let's see, see what they can do. You guys got what the WBA should do to bring in more views? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, sports in general is watched a lot more by just men in general, so I think every sport could do a some work in attracting female viewers and all viewership would go up, but specifically for the WNBA, that could be a good way to get viewers. And basketball is in general is becoming one of those like super global games. Like you see, you see soccer all over the place and you see basketball now second being all over the place because it's so easy to set up and play. Yeah. Um, because uh, because all you need is the ball and the hoop. 
just like soccer, you need the ball and the goal. So you can play those two sports in any country. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's got a way to get a lead to grow is get the young, get kids and teenagers and younger audience to tune in and watch the games or encourage them to watch or play basketball. Exactly. So you gotta get the you gotta get the younger people. Because mm-hmm. if, if, if they get or if something catches their attention, they just carry on. And like another good example, the ABA there used to be there used to be like ABA American Basketball League, and they folded in 1976. Well, they combined with the NBA. Only reason why they made that league to get the NBA attention, steal some fans from them. And which eventually those teams became the NBA. You had teams like the Spurs, Pacers, Nets. But the ABA, this is what the ABA did. They, did, it's, they brought in the all-star game, brought in the three-point line. They also brought in uh, they also brought in the dunk contest, the three-point contest. Um, so that's a good way to bring in fans. Maybe do, maybe do things that the NBA don't do, like do a different – because the WNBA already did it, like – they brought in sponsorship jerseys where they have sponsors on the jersey. Now the NBA is doing it now. And then they how you see how the WNBA has a different type of basketball where it's more colorful and more attractive to look at than the NBA basketball, in my opinion. It's bringing things like that to attract more fans. That's where you can bring in more fans for the NBA. And they, WNBA tried to do that too. They tried mixing around their playoff formation. Instead of doing East versus West, they do – Best 16 teams, and once he was to go 16, so you can have the two best teams in the league go against each other in the finals. To try to do something different like that. So you guys think there's any rule besides besides lowering the rim? Because everybody's saying lowering the rim, but that's not going to work. That's no, not going to do. Yeah, it's it's all about how you reach out to people. Like I'm sure they know who they have to reach out to, young and female audiences but um and globally but uh it's just about how you do it without becoming too gimmicky like you don't want to become like a gimmick that would be like lowering the rim that's a gimmick but uh there gotta be some minds a lot smarter than us that have to think about this yeah yeah, you got to think of – I was going to say the same thing. You got to think of the right way to do it and get it out to the younger females that you want to attract to the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like small things like – small things like change up the game a little bit. Like maybe like – maybe have a uh, – what's it called? Like, oh, maybe – huh? I was going to say like four-point line, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just things or, like – or maybe having for the All Star Weekend one v one competition, you can have something like that to bring in the fans, or a three v three competition like that, and that eventually pressured the NBA to do it too. Those things that you said about the ABA, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I wasn't even thinking about that. Those are kind of just things that you take for granted in the modern NBA. Mm-hmm. Like you forget that there was, like, like that these things didn't weren't always around. Yeah, because the, the NBA came up with it, but a, com- a rivaling league. Yeah, and the only reason why they made that league so the NBA can have them, so those owners can have their teams in the NBA. That's the only reason why they made the league. Only two teams from that ABA uh, franchise didn't, uh, didn't join the NBA because, like, the league didn't want them. And that was, like, teams, like, in smaller, smaller, 
states and stuff, so small cities and stuff. So they don't really want those teams. But you got teams like the Pacers, Spurs, Nets, um, pretty sure Suns. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's it. What I have for today's score update: thirty-five fourteen at half. Ohio State, thirty-five fourteen and a half. But Justin Fields is is hurt. And and Ohio State gets ball actually. Oh, they can just play. Some, they can maybe start scoring. Start in fourth quarter. They might can start playing some true clock and win the game. True clock. But I know I know someone in my in my league. He choose he choose the clock the whole entire game, first half and second half. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing that. By the way. <laughs> Once people figured out how to stop my run, or else I could just always run. You know, dive up the middle. Get you give me three yards. Yeah, you give me – yeah. You give me three times running that, I'm getting my first down, and I'm slowly progressing up the field. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much what we have for this podcast. Guys, got anything else? I got nothing. No. Guess got to get a Lakers jersey, but – that's all we have today for the first podcast in 2021. Uh, we'll see. If you guys watching on YouTube, make sure you guys like and subscribe. Spotify, follow, and listen to us. <sighs> Tired. Uh, Apple Podcasts, five stars, subscribe. Uh, where else? Yeah. TikTok, follow, follow us on TikTok. Don't touch the pod. Instagram when we actually set it up, but and I'm pretty sure if you guys got anything else, I already said that, but yeah, I got nothing else. And like, and then we'll see you guys later for the next podcast.